Welcome to Life in the Front Office podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, here with all of my hosts in Pat Gallagher, Andy Dolich, Fred Clare. The team is here and really excited to launch today's episode to kick off 2021. Um, it's been it's been a year. It's been a good two and a half years or so since we started this and uh, many, many episodes in, many amazing guests, um, but couldn't have done it without it with, with our, our team as a whole, um, the amazing people of Fred, Andy, and Pat, and, and the, the history of their experiences, their knowledge, their insights, advice. And um, I want to start off today's episode with Fred and acknowledging um, his friend and close colleague, Tommy Lasorda, and, and we'll kick it off from there. Uh, and, and we'll kind of see what 2021 has in store for us. Well, uh, Jake, um, the um, a very sad day this past week with the loss of um, the great Tommy Lasorda, who impacted so many lives. And it's really been uh, heartwarming to see all of the responses that have come Tommy's way uh, with great memories. And what's interesting is uh, certainly not just from the baseball world, but uh, the fans, the, the people, the lives that Tommy touched is there in their own messages. And um, it, you, it uh, is just been so heartwarming again to see that. I don't know, I think everyone who ever met Tommy has a story about Tommy. And that's the trademark of Tommy. It wasn't just an introduction. It wasn't just meeting Tommy. It was Tommy making you feel special. And I would say in the last 20 years, I don't think there's anyone that ever met Tommy that doesn't have a picture of Tommy. And uh, it speaks so much for what Tommy meant to so many and how he contributed to the game and to the popularity of the game. So he has um, left us with many lessons to, uh, to truly understand uh, about his impact. I hadn't thought of this before, before I started speaking on this point. In a way, it was rather like Arnold Palmer, where everyone seemed to identify, wanted to be close to Arnold and how Arnold gave and gave so much to his profession, to his sport. And that's exactly what Tommy did. And with that, for all of us, it's rather an obligation in that same way. You know, Fred, there's nobody who probably, I'll say this, there's nobody who probably contributed more to the rivalry between the Giants and the Dodgers on the West Coast than Tommy. I mean, he was a, a, a constant promoter just by the way he was, by the way he, when he walked out of Candlestick Park all those years and he had to walk from the, from the tunnel across the field to the visitor's dugout, and Tommy coming out, and he waited until 
there were people in the stands and he came out and then, you know, he, he blew kisses and, and, and the harder people booed, the more kisses and the waves, it was just, it was part of the show, you know, so I'm, I'm the marketing guy for the Giants. So I'm going, what could be better than this? People would just come just to see that. And he's, you know, that's one of the things that I think Tommy taught us all was that, you know, you being competitors is one thing, respecting the game was another one, but also, you know, you, you ought to have fun. This ought to be a, this, there's a certain element of this should be fun. And I don't think Tommy got cheated in the fun business at all. And uh, it was, uh, hey, I, I was just, uh, you know, Tony Siegel, one of our friends said, he said, I, he said, I, I, I knew that I'd finally made it in baseball when Tommy remembered my name, you know? And um, I think a lot of people <laughs> felt that way, you know? And I would just add, you, you guys have had way more personal experience with Tommy, but I'm always reminded, and Fred talked about so many stories about Tommy. I look at it the other way. Tommy Lasorda is one of the greatest storytellers of all time, and not just in sport. And that's what sports is. It's a storytelling business. And whether it was Frank Sinatra or other members of the Rat Pack or the greatest Italian chefs of Los Angeles and whatever, Tommy could tell a story about it. And I, I always remember this uh, point that somebody made to me and they, they walk into somebody's office and they go, holy mackerel, there's a picture of Tommy Lasorda and three other people who are famous, right? The Pope, Muhammad Ali, and Mother Teresa. And <laughs> come in and go, hey, who are those people with Tommy? <laughs> right? and, and it was true. It was absolutely true. And to Fred's point, I've never seen so many selfies and other pictures posted by our friends and colleagues and people from around the world who had their picture with Tommy in the last week. I think the, uh, the trademark of Tommy, uh, which became obvious, uh, was his passion. Tommy's passion for the game of baseball, as he himself recorded, he was the third starting pitcher on the Norristown, Pennsylvania high school baseball team. His will to be involved in the game is what drove Tommy. And, uh, and he, that will, that passion through all of the years, through 93 years, never really subsided. It was always there in so many ways. And Tommy was, uh, there wasn't anything that was fake here in any way. What you saw was Tommy the person. Uh, what you didn't see so much of was Tommy behind the scenes in the things that he did to help others that I saw firsthand and know how uh, remarkable and, uh, and wonderful that was. Because Tommy didn't talk about those things. But I think we can all learn from Tommy in terms of um, whatever we're involved with, 
doing it to the best of our ability and certainly giving everything we have to give because Tommy never stopped doing that and uh, blessed his heart. Uh, he's left us not, not only with memories, uh, but with a path to success. Wish Tommy wouldn't have had the guts to put up Kirk Gibson against Dennis <laughs> in 1989. I love you, Tommy, but damn, that was a ballsy decision and that breaks my heart. It's one of my favorite moments in all of sports. It really is one of my favorite moments. And I you know, had a few of them, but that whole thing brought me right out of my chair. I, Fred, I heard uh, Steve Brenner uh, had a great comment about Tommy. He asked Tommy to do a speech for him at some, some event. And Tommy said, sure, I'll do the speech. And he showed him to do. And the first thing he said when he got up is he said, uh, he said, you know, and Steve Brenner, I asked Steve Brenner, do you believe in free speech? And Steve, <laughs> yes. I know the line. <laughs> You're going to be giving one on February 24th. <laughs> I mean, it's, Tommy can deliver that in a way that just makes it funny. Well, Tommy, uh, those of us around him not only knew the stories, we had them by number. As soon as he started on the talk, we would say number three. We knew how it started and we knew how it ended, but you know the strangest thing? We always laughed. Always <laughs> laughed. He told it, and there were a hundred or more uh, different stories. Tommy, in Italian food and, and, being, and being cheap or penurious, I guess, or, I mean, there's all kinds of things that, that you know, and Tommy would, would embrace, but I got to see him with, with some kids who didn't really know who Tommy Lasorda was, but as soon as, they, as soon as he took an interest in them and started talking with them, they, they will never forget him. And that's, I don't know, that's, we, you know, we've, we've lost, uh, I, I, I hope there's, I hope there's new Tommy Lasorda's in coming up in the game because I think that's what we need. Fred, as, as you think about the legacy that Tommy left and, you know, you mentioned helping others. I think obviously that's such a key component of, of, of anyone's life nowadays and, and always has been, always will be. But what's the one lesson that you've learned from Tommy that you can pass along to others at the younger generation that maybe didn't get to see Tommy coach or manage or, you know, that, that just wasn't part of their generation? One thought that comes to mind and I was just reminded this, it speaks to, or I will speak to something that happened where no one was there to witness. And on LinkedIn just yesterday, there was a person and I'll be responding to it, uh, who posted a picture of his daughter, Haley. And he said, Haley will never forget Tommy. So what the world didn't see and what the world doesn't know is that for our celebrity golf tournament to benefit City Hope in 2018, uh, Tommy agreed that we would auction off a luncheon with Tommy. So the gentleman who uh, won the auction from out of state, Tommy says, I want to do the luncheon. I want to have it at Paul's Kitchen, his famous 
little restaurant in uh, Los Angeles. I'll take care of the luncheon. Tommy was not feeling well. He was late to that luncheon. His wonderful driver and friend, Felipe, uh, got him there. It was in the game that night at Dodger Stadium. The time uh, Haley fell in love with Tommy. And I'll post this picture on LinkedIn because Tommy embraced her. There's no audience here. There's no one watching other than those of us who were involved in the luncheon, myself and uh, Richard Key, the wonderful Dodger photographer um, uh, who was helping with our tournament and Haley's parents. The, the, the time and the effort at a point in his life where he wasn't feeling well, that he was there to do that for me and more importantly for the city of Hope is something that I will always cherish the rest of my life. So doing the things as public as Tommy was, doing the things that help others when no one is watching, I think could serve as one of the greatest legacies of all time. And that's who Tommy was. And that time was multiplied, believe me, by thousands of times. Pat, Andy, as you think about helping others and you know, 2021, what's ahead of us, um, what's going to be ahead of us in the new year. Plenty of events to happen, plenty of stories to tell, Andy. As you think about some of the stories that you're looking forward to, um, and even potentially guests that we may have on in this next year, uh, Andy, we'll start with you. Just one of the stories that you're, or storylines, I should say, of what you're looking forward to and, and um, going to keep your eye on. Well, I want to follow up to what Fred said first and foremost. Um, with all of the challenges that we have in our daily lives from Main Street, from coast to coast, um, there's been a lot of debate about sports and its position in our society right now. And I've talked about this before, teamwork, leadership, and trust. Teamwork, leadership, and trust. And we've been lucky enough to represent a number of different organizations and have some level of success and failure. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. And they have to be in equal parts, and you have to have a spine. Um, so I, what I'm going to be looking for, both on playing fields and Main Street and town squares, is teamwork, leadership, and trust um, on a mega level. That's what's most important, and that's what separates losing from winning. And that doesn't just ha happen to be at the end of a nine-inning baseball game or any other sport. Um, more specifically, um, and on a whole different level, I've been involved with a startup called Fan Controlled Football, which is going to make its debut in February in a bubble of which our players are checking into this day, believe it or not. Um, we're playing at the Infinite Energy uh, Arena in suburban uh, Duluth around Atlanta. And it's the first professional sporting league 
um, indoor football, arena football, for those who've never seen it, in which the fans make every single decision, including dot, 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 real-time in-game play calling. Um, the games are all going to be streamed live on Twitch. And I know Fred and Pat and I spend hours on Twitch um, because the three of us are gigantic gamers, but it is a whole new realm of the world. Pat has talked about it before in terms of e-gaming and fantasy. Um, if you're not looking at the future, you're going to be forgotten in the past. So I'm pretty excited about FCF. If anybody wants to find out anything more, fcf.io. And Andy, we've had we've had Patrick Dees and, and so Rob uh, Faroudi on in the past to talk a little bit about it. So if you want to hear more, definitely go to those two episodes. They've shared some some uh, definitely interesting insights in regards to the launch. Pat, sounds like you've got some stories on your mind. Well, I, you know, I think that as we as we come out of the you know this this great pause, the pandemic is that I think that what's gonna be more and more important is how actually sports actually brings people together. I mean, how it will bring people back together, how um, it was, it, some of the things that people maybe sort of took for granted when there wasn't a, was they took sort of sports and the, and the, the relationships that they had because of sports. I mean, we, we were lucky enough to make our living doing it, but the people who are our fans and others who are out there who, their lives were, um, you know, you know. I, one of the things I do, I'm Irish. I read the obituaries every day. You know, I call it the Irish sports page. And in the in, if you read if you read them, you know, I I don't know any of these people, but I read them. And more often than not, you're reading about somebody what he did for a living or she did for a living. And she was a San a rabid San Francisco Giants fan or a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, whatever. So, this is part of people's life. Um, and it should be, um, that's what's missing right now is to bring it back. We have, you know, sort of what looks like sports, but I think that what Andy's doing with this, this is going to maybe engage a whole different group of people who might not have been interested in sports before, who all of a sudden, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm going with the concept of fan control. So does that mean that the fans can fire themselves? Can they boo it themselves? I mean, when things don't go right, what, what in the hell do they do? Yeah, this is a new logo that I think I'm working on. <laughs> do you have stuff that they can throw? Or I mean, what is it that they do? I think it's, I think it's great. And it's, um, it's, you know, we, we're the, all of us have had been fortunate to, to make a great living and, 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 and have a great part of our life devoted to this. I think that what I'm looking for in 2021 is, as we come out of this at some point, is how sports will, will react to it, how it will re-engage people. I think, you know, people in sports have sort of been humbled by this. Um, hey, just ask a sports writer now about, okay, what's it like to write about sports when there isn't any sports? I mean, there's, what do they write about? What do, what do they do? So. I don't know. I think that there's lots to look forward to and uh, the sort of the sooner that we can get back to it, I think the better, but I think people in sports have been sort of, we've all sort of been humbled by this and uh, we've learned not to take any of, or any of it for granted. Pat, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are certainly sports fans, as you mentioned, there's also a lot of people who don't care about sports. And we, we need to also understand that there's plenty of fans to be gained. Uh, in many different ways and many lives that 
Fred, I don't know if Haley was a sports fan, but Tommy may have touched her life in a different way, right? In the sense that, you know, he impacted her with the lessons or, or the figure of speeches, et cetera. And that maybe she became a fan because of that, right? And, and you never know who you're going to meet. So Fred, what are, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Well, I'm looking forward um, to um, continuing um, my efforts to do that all that I can to help City of Hope, the medical center in Southern California uh, that has uh, been so beneficial to, to me and the thousands of others. And as part of that, I'm looking forward to um, uh, having our a celebrity golf tournament. Once again, uh, the last one, Tommy received our Celebration of Life Award. Rod Carew had received the award in the first tournament. And the, the reason that dinner or that golf tournament and dinner will be so important is very meaningful because it will be at a time of bringing people back together. So in putting that on the calendar, not an exact date as yet, but planning for it to be in 2021 is very meaningful. And there's another part of that, Jake, that's related to the City of Hope. When you walk into the City of Hope today, as you walk into any medical center, it's not the same. When you talk about the businesses, the areas that have been so impacted the family and friends that used to walk into a hospital with a patient can't walk in there today. That, that's, that's one of the most difficult things I have seen firsthand and felt. So I know that as we look to 2021 and working to, together, as Andy said, teamwork, trust, trusting one another, working together to get back, not just for sports, such an important part of it, but to get our lives back in such an important way. So I am, uh, I, I feel good about the progress that I believe that we can collectively make to bring our lives, uh, the most important parts of our lives back together again. Well, there's nothing I could say above uh, any of the three of you to, you know, mean more than, than what you have. I think, you know, from my looking forward, I, I hope that this podcast can continue to serve as one that can bring on others' perspectives, others' insights on trust and, and leadership and um, learning from others and being able to help one another along the way. I think, Fred, you know, everyone goes through a different experience no matter where they are in their journey. Uh, and hopefully this can, this can lean a, a hand to someone or um, just a different thought or different perspective for someone. Any last thoughts we leave for our listeners as we bring on many different guests, um, some, some interesting partnerships, really looking forward to everything that we're gonna be able to accomplish in the many more episodes. Um, Pat, we'll start with you, any last thoughts? Well, yeah, I'd ask any of our any of the of our listeners out there, um, 
to, if they wanted to contact us and say, here's who we'd like to hear from, or here's we'd like to hear more about that, I'd like to hear from the people that we're doing this for to find out um, what additional things they would like. So I guess my wish for 2021 is to get feedback from our audience uh, and have them tell us what we should be doing. Andy? I would just say again to echo uh, what the three of you have said, you can stand by and be a spectator. It's that doesn't work. You need to be a participant in any way, shape or form. You look at what Fred has done for City of Hope, all the things Pat's done, how you're involved, Jake, a lot of the community involvement that I've had. And I know I've said this before, but this is a complex time. And I know even though we have a few years on you, Jake, none of us were friends with Michelangelo personally. I'm sure Tommy was. I'm sure Tommy <laughs> was Michelangelo at some point. But when they asked Michelangelo, like, yeah, okay, so you got this big block of granite delivered to your studio. How the hell did you create David? And for anybody that's seen David in person or whatever, you just sort of shake your head, take a deep breath. And Michelangelo said, oh, not complicated. David was inside the stone. I just chipped away all the pieces that weren't David. And to me, that sort of um, underlines some of the challenges that we have today. I would tell everybody in your own way, shape or form, take your chisel, keep chipping and make things better for those around you. Brad, anything? The goal that we started with was helping people with an interest in the business world of sports. That's why we do this podcast. And Pat, uh, Pat mentioned that your thoughts about a program or who you would like to hear from. I'm going to carry it a step further, knowing that my good friends on this call won't object. Anyone, anyone interested in sports who wants to reach out to me via email or on LinkedIn. That's all you have to do. You have a question. You want to know how you might enter a certain field. You're looking for advice. You email me and I will answer. And I know that, and I hope this, this brings a great response. It reminds me when I went back to our class at USC Sports Business and the Media as a guest after I had stopped being a uh, regular professor in the, in the uh, class. So there are 200 students there. And I said, I want to tell you something that happened last year. I said, I came to this class and I told the students that if they wanted to reach out to me for help, they could do so. I said, do you know how many responses I got? One. And that person is now working for Brenner Sports Marketing. So if you want to make it happen, respond, take action. I knew when I left that class that night, <laughs> I probably took that line from Tommy. I knew when I left that class last night that my email box may have a few inquiries. And thankfully and fortunately, it did. 
probably more than 20, maybe 30. I answered each and every one of them because that's why we're all involved. As Annie said, we've been very fortunate to have great careers in a profession that we love and continue to love and we want to contribute. So you want our help? We're here to help. Fred, Andy, Pat, thank you so much. Look forward to a continued success of 2021. And thank you again. Appreciate it.